Good morning, everyone. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, and welcome to this week's weekly energy boost. My name is Elisheva, and I'm here this beautiful Monday morning with David. And as always, we are looking forward to sharing with you the most powerful and practical tools to navigate the coming seven weeks from drawn from the wisdom and tools of Kabbalah. This week specifically, as you can see from the title of this week's episode, we are focusing on the truth about lying. And what's interesting is that as David and I were talking this morning, we were thinking, what, you know, how can we both do the topic justice and also help our listeners be adequately equipped to live these next seven days on planet Earth? I think more than ever, this is a heated topic for people because of the abundance of information uh that's whoa that was david that was me this david time. loves this show so much he listens to it while it's live <laughs> <laughs> that's what a big fan he is um you know one of the interesting things i was thinking about also in, pre- in preparation for today is that if if we were doing if podcasts were a thing 25 years ago let's say 30 years ago when the internet was reserved for libraries and universities how how heated would this topic be? I think that today more than ever, because of the availability of information, it's almost like people have too much information and that's why everybody is a uh, couch expert, what do they call it? A living room expert on whatever topic they feel or they're, they, they're inclined to, to be an expert on really without necessarily, right, there's all this fact-checking and Snopes and, um, you know, you have to take everything with a grain of salt these days because there's agenda behind everything. And that's really the essence of what we want to get to today. We have a list of questions from listeners that we want to address. But the, the main thing to be aware of this week is that it's really... If, if we feel there is anything happening in our life that is, what's the word, disingenuous maybe, that, that there's people in our lives that are not direct or real with us or honest, if we feel that there are situations in which people or information is being hidden or corrupted and maybe we could say well every single human being is receiving corrupted information these days my point is more this is the week to get clear on our truth on what's important and real to us and to align both Mm -hmm. our body and our soul so that our life is more true and clear that's really the, the energy of this week is serving to al- create greater alignment within us. But if we're not actively engaged in that process, the opportunity will miss us, will, will pass us by. And the, I think one of the primary concepts to start with, and we can get into, we can take it wherever David thinks we should take it. But the, the primary concept I think that the Kabbalists teach is that there is a, an illusion in the, well, as long as we're in our physical bodies, there is an, a degree of, of lying <laughs> going on. And we call it the illusion. We call it an illusion because it, seem, it feels, it seems, it smells true. 
And yet at the same time, it's a production that's been created to elicit a specific opportunity for us, for, for us as individuals and also, I believe, collectively. So with that illusion comes my body and my ego. My ego tells me great examples of some illusions. Everybody's out to get me. I'm never going to be successful. I'm never going to be happy. I don't deserve all of those belief systems and those false perceptions. The way I use the word false, they're not real. They're, they're an, an element, a figment of our imagination, which comes from the body and the ego. <clears throat> and it's really difficult to discern the difference between my body and my soul in those moments, between my ego and my soul. It feels so real that everyone's out to get, out to get me, but yet what is my soul telling me? And that's really the gift of this week is to amplify the voice of the soul, to have more clarity on the work that I need to be doing. Because I assure you, if, if there's anyone out there that's listening, that feels that everyone's out to get them or their purpose is to prove themselves right or others wrong, anything around that, if you tune into your soul, you'll find otherwise. And that's really the gift of this week. Our team has put together some great points that we can go by uh, one by one. And these are the most common questions that we get and what people want to know about the topic of lying. And I think, for example, one of the one of the topics here is around decoding our value system of what is right versus wrong. Speaking our truth can be difficult. Spiritual consequences to lying. Is it over, ever okay to lie? Why do we lie? How do we make amends for lying? What happens in the upper worlds and below when we lie? What is truth? This is all good stuff. If anything that we just mentioned appeals to you, just put it in the chat so we can prioritize. But I will, I will start by saying that I think when people come to study Kabbalah, one of the things that makes their life so much easier is they realize they don't have to figure out what's right or wrong or what's the truth or not the truth because we, we have a very we're, we live in a polarizing time and people have belief systems that they're very they feel very strongly about however when you study kabbalah you realize that if you choose to live in the upper worlds in the world of miracles in the world of fulfillment then it's not even about what's right or wrong or truth or not there's a system of how to live your life when you follow the system you see blessings people are always trying to chase the truth and then they accuse other people of speaking falsehood because it doesn't correlate to their truth and every time you're in this world of what's the truth what's not the truth you're in the world of chaos. And so there, there has to be chaos. Well, back up and let's say that again, because that is perhaps the only thing we need to say <laughs> today, right? The whole idea of policing the universe, right? If you're going to be busy with what other people are doing and what's true and not right or wrong, good or bad, what do you do? Why, why is that? Not, how, how do you know, David, that that's not my mission or my purpose in the world? So use the word policing. And when, when, when we police, when we police people in our lives, it comes from a place of lack inside of ourselves. We're either bored, insecure, 
or afraid of not receiving some kind of pleasure in the future. And that's when we get most involved in other people's lives, other people's opinions, other people's lifestyles. If you feel strongly about what someone else should or should not do, it's probably coming from one of the lacks we just spoke about. Boredom. Uh, what did I say? <laughs> I said boredom. It's feeling out of control, feeling afraid that you're not going to receive what you That's want, a big some one, kind by of the insecurity. Way. Feeling out of control is a big one because when you are policing, you feel power, powerful. You're putting yourself in a. You were. You're you feel productive. You're voting yourself into a position no one else voted you in for. You're not elected. Right, right. And, and, <laughs> and a lot of people, uh, the way they remove their own guilt and shame is by feeling powerful by, quote, helping someone else or, or, or feeling productive. Like, right? This whole, I'm trying to feel productive in order to fill a lack inside of myself. This is a very common thing. So what does that have to do with lying? Uh, so I, I think that's how we're addressing when you're viewing other people as not being truthful or lying. In fact, you're playing the game on the wrong level. The way, well, okay, so let's say, what do you do? What do you, let's say somebody posts something or says something that you feel is outrageous. And not true. And let's not, focus and not on true. not true, not yeah, just outrageous, not right? Not it's a lie. And now you want to throw some stats, you want to throw your opinion, you want to throw something you really believe in, and we all have opinions. If your, your desire to inject what you think and feel, I'm telling you now, is putting you in the wrong universe. You do not want to be on that level. We call it the 1%. The 1% ends unfavorably every time. The 1% is also called, in Kabbalistic terminology, the tree of knowledge, good and evil. It's good and it's bad and it's very mixed. Ups and downs. And a lot of ups and downs. You're not in control. If you decide to stay in that world, you're not in control. So when you try to engage someone or convince someone, you're not in control. And we talk about this also when, when we teach or when we're, we're speaking right now. It can't internally, obviously we have to say words that we hope inspire, but internally we can't want to convince our audience because it might seem like we know what the truth is and you should be living differently. I think the way that we've been taught to teach our classes, and this is also a big secret to communication with anybody, is the words you speak have to do with transmitting energy, transmitting energy, as opposed to transmitting a concept you are trying to convince the other person to live by. Uh, I remember the, the, the story, I forgot who, I forgot who it was, but it's, it, it, there's a lot of stories like this where before you tell someone what to do, are, the question is, are you living that way as well? Because people feel energy. Your kids feel your energy by the way you live, not by the words you say. Right. And we have to create that energy inside of us. So instead of living by truth and lies and opinions, live by energy. All you have to do is create that energy inside of you. What we call in Kabbalah One, connecting to the light of the Creator which at, at the moment is concealed from us. 
and we have the free will to reveal it. So what's a practical example? Let's go back to the outrageous post that we think is filled with lies. What's happening here? Why is this coming up in my movie? It's coming up in our movie because the Creator wants us to elevate to a higher level, a higher level of energy. You think the Creator put that in front of you so that you can now go and manipulate, control, educate, uh, teach? No. The Creator wanted to teach. The creator would teach. The creator wants to give us the opportunity to examine our own pain and darkness, which is the only free will we've been given, and to transform it. I remember Rav Berg would say, the only free will you have is what you do when you have pain and lack. The free will to teach, not teach, educate, not educate, that's not in your control. It might look like you're controlling the situation. It might look like we're teaching something. But it all comes down to what are you doing to transform your internal pain. That's, that's the truth. Right? Kabbalah is called the wisdom of truth, interestingly enough. But the truth we're talking about is not true and lie. It means the only truth is, are you connecting with the Creator? That's the only truth. Everything else is an illusion. Well, <clears throat> you beg the next point with what you just said, which is we also have to make sure we're not lying to ourselves. And that, I think, right, is so a thing. So let's talk about that. That's, that's a <laughs> it's the wrong month to be talking about it, but we can do it. <clears throat> no, no, I'm kidding. The, the fact of the matter is that a lot of us tell ourselves stories, which is, again, connecting to those, connected to those belief systems we were talking about a minute ago. And it can feel or we create a reality that might not necessarily be true, might not necessarily be real. For example... Um, omission, omitting details, okay. right? You're dating somebody or you're interviewing for a job, right? You have a potential to start a new chapter in your future and you might not disclose 100% of the picture. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is you're creating a, a foundation <laughs> made of marshmallows <laughs> or something. What else is very like... Uh, soft and, and not going to hold a, a whole lot of weight on top of it because our first relationship, I, and I'm thinking, you know, if you're dating somebody and you don't, I'm not saying that you need to out the gate be like, well, listen, here's my top 10 issues, take it or leave it, right? That's not a first date conversation. But at the same time, part of what we need to recognize is that our primary relationship is with the creator. That's something I think we usually leave to David to talk about on, on every episode. Our primary relationship is with the creator and all of the people and situations that we encounter in our lives are opportunities to either grow closer to the creator, grow in our affinity with the creator, our similarity of form with the creator, or to get further away from that. And I don't mean physically. God is not up in the heavens waiting for us to fly higher or get a penthouse suite. It's more of how we think, feel, and behave, which includes speaking. So the more that I am in alignment with the creator, which is a true force, an honest force, a transparent force, the more affinity I have with that source and the greater the abundance of energy and light and miracles is going to be in my life. Now, 
that doesn't mean there isn't a time and a place for a white lie, which maybe we can make make sure make note to talk about at least before we finish this week this week's episode. But the first step in achieving that consciousness, that state of mind and that state of living that David was talking about is, am I even being honest with myself? No one knows if I'm being honest with myself. No one sees that. No one hears that dialogue. Can you, can you, can you explain what it means to be honest with yourself? It's a, it's a phrase that gets thrown around all the time. Okay. And I think people don't fully grasp. Be, give us a practical example of being honest with yourself versus not being honest. I think I have a definition, but I want to hear what you have to say. Well, a simple example is um, at work. Mm-hmm. Let's say you don't have to, especially now that a lot of people are not physically showing up to work, you have a lot of wiggle room with how much you're working, what are you working on, when are you working, etc. So you can say, you know what, I'm working really hard. I deserve that promotion or I deserve this recognition or I deserve whatever you think you deserve. Really? <laughs> so, for those of you that watch Saturday Night Live when uh, Seth Meyers was the host with Amy Poehler, they used to have a mm-hmm. thing. Really? Really? Are you really working hard? Are you really giving 100%? So I use the really as a question for myself. I tell myself a story. You are an awesome mom. Really? Is there anything else that you could be doing to take it to the next level? And of course, the answer is always yes. But many times when we create these stories, and how do you know you're creating a story? Oftentimes, it it involves bringing other people into the story to give you validation. Right? I'm the hardest worker on the team. Right? No other moms go to bed at midnight after the house is spanking clean because I'm the best mom. We, we look for validation and justification from the outside when our story isn't true. Mm. And the fact of the matter is, if it's true, you shouldn't need the external validation. You shouldn't need the evidence and the proof to show, to justify that to, to me, that's the hardest part about being spiritual is being honest with myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am a good mom. I am trying hard, but there are absolutely more things I could be doing. And I don't mean physically doing like more loads of laundry or packing better lunches. I mean, I, I could be more patient. I could be more kind. I could hold stronger boundaries. There are always things that I could be doing better. That doesn't mean I'm doing well, not doing well, but... The, the fact of the matter is that if, if you're walking around saying, I'm a good catch, right, David? I'm a good catch. Shouldn't somebody want, why doesn't anybody want to date me? I'm a sure. great catch. Sure. Chances <laughs> are we're glossing over things that we know we should be working on. And we're trying, we're telling ourselves the story that we're a catch to avoid the responsibility. That's the, okay. that's what you were All looking right. for. So, okay. We're trying, we tell ourselves stories to shirk responsibility so that we don't have to take more action, we don't have to be more um, conscious, more, I keep on going back to the word responsible, we don't have to be more accountable for okay. more things. It's, it's a burden to be accountable. I don't want to do more, I want to do less. That's the nature of the body, going back to that body consciousness again. The body doesn't want us to do more. The soul has infinite strength, infinite power, infinite energy, and it's about getting creating greater affinity with that part of ourselves all right so so let's comment on 
on what you just said and yes, take let's. it take it down another lane. You talked about persons saying, "Okay, am I good at this or am I not good at this?" And everybody wants to label themselves. Everybody's looking for PR. Am I, 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 am PR I okay? For I, right. I, everyone's constantly trying to ascertain, "Am I okay? Okay, am I okay? Am I okay with God? Am I okay with my relationship? Am I okay in society?" Everybody's trying to be okay. Like, am I doing the right thing? And one way of looking at this cabalistically is don't get caught up in trying to label yourself one way or the other because Rob Berg explains this in, in the Telemus Emanations that when you start to label, you start to limit. And the, the way it's explained practically is can you exist in two places at the same yes, time? Yes, that's where I wanted I to go knew, next. I knew you were going to want to go I love it. Okay. This is a huge thing that I, I haven't heard many teachings talk about, the idea of being in two places at the same time, which is what uh, the Kabbalists explain as this concept of the mati velo mati. It's a Hebrew expression for being present and not being present in, in, in the same place. So what does that mean? It means can you believe that you are great, you're perfect, you're perfect, and that you need work simultaneously. And the, if people want to know practically when to do it, when you're giving, you need to feel that you're perfect, that you're actually like God when you're giving. And when you're receiving, you should believe that you need work. And I'll, and I'll explain what that means. Usually we have it the opposite. For example, when, we're, when we need to give, we get very insecure and we have doubts and we second guess and so we don't push through with our giving, right? So imagine like, let's say you had to come up and give a, a lecture, but as you're walking up to the stage in front of your audience, you're doubting yourself. The audience doesn't want that. The audience wants certainty, power, charisma. Like that's what the, that's what, that's what the audience wants from you at that moment. However, when you get off the stage and you just, let's say you gave a great presentation and then the audience is coming to you and saying, well, Elisheva, that was a phenomenal job. Now you've entered into the receiving part of your life because now people are coming to you to give you advice. And they say, Elisheva, that was perfect. That was the best I've ever heard. Now you must think internally, you know what? Thank you, but I need work. I'm not perfect. Even though you just told yourself you're perfect, the hour before as you were giving. You fo everybody follows Do you know you? what I say in that moment? Mm. Please, God, let me have another opportunity to do this, to give this lecture, to teach this teaching again so that I can do it better. After. Meaning, after, after. When the people are like. Yes. After. The, as soon as you hear the clapping. Yes. And that's why I'm still teaching after 30 years because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I keep asking for other gigs. But people do it the opposite. People go on the stage and then they're so afraid and they're doubting themselves and whatnot. And then afterwards, when they hear one compliment, they go, wow, I must be perfect. Right. What is it? What is the emperor? Something about the emperor and the clothing. I forgot what it was, but it doesn't The emperor's matter. new clothes. Yeah. So, something I, th I know it's connected to something around that story where just because everybody thinks you're great, you think you're great. And you have to control the energy. You have to determine the energy. By the way, that doesn't mean you go, no, 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 no. 
No, no, no. It wasn't good. You, you're just oh, you saying never that. Say, you never say it out loud. I want to make clear. It's, this is in you never this is say an it inner out loud. dialogue that's going that's on. That's also ego. When it's you not say, stop. When you say, stop. when you say, yeah, when you externally say, no, no, I need work. I'm bad. No, that's also a horrible ego. That's a horrible, horrible disconnection from the light. What we're saying is in, externally, you say, thank you. It's very kind of you. Internally, you say, there are moments I'm perfect. And there's moments that I need to be open, but I choose when those moments are. Because how do you know it's the opponent? How do you know it's the negative side? When the negative side is telling you what to feel. When, you, when an external force is telling you what to feel, this is when it's a disconnection when from it's, the light. When it's awakened from the outside. When it's awakened from the outside, either from a voice that you f- hear or from a person. Because how do we know, what's the definition of insecurity? When a thousand people tell you you're amazing, but then one person looks at you funny and you're sad. That's the definition of insecurity. Because that one person that just looks at you funny is now more powerful than a thousand people who praised you. You know, what's interesting is that being insecure is just as much ego as being arrogant. It's actually worse. That, that to me... Because arrogant had, people at least create That was mind-blowing when I heard that. Yeah, because worse. if you think about it... An arrogant person, right, you think, oh, they're so full of themselves, all they do all day long is think about themselves. An insecure person also thinks about themselves all day long and how right. bad they are and how they they can't and they won't and they'll never and why them. It's just as much bandwidth focused on the self as the arrogant person. But as David said, chances are the arrogant person is out there doing something. Yeah, who would you rather live with? An arrogant person Ooh, that's a tough or one. a pessimistic person that's who's prone one, to David. sadness? Okay, when you <laughs> add this that is little the, caveat, This is the question. And I'm curious. I would love to have people write it in the chat. Who would you rather live with? I know. Again, I'm both, both the lesser of two evils. At least the arrogant person believes has a belief in himself to be a giver. Right. That, even that's if the it's key. false. That's he the believes key. He's a they giver. might be doing things so that you'll say... You're awesome. That's right. Whereas the insecure person will probably be paralyzed and afraid to do something that's for right. risk being criticized. That's right. That's so right. that's a big a big thing as well. Right. Right. Everybody's writing arrogance, so you win. Okay. So we have a couple more minutes. Let me just see here if there's another hot topic about lying. Um, I would say also the the reason why we lie is because we're confused inside of ourselves. So... Everything's about becoming a channel. I think this is always the solution. People are like, what do I say? What do I not say? It's not about what you say or not say. You got to be a channel, which means the work of purifying ourselves helps us be a channel. But especially pausing and not reacting to a situation makes you a channel. I mean, it's Kabbalah one, class one. When you pause, you don't react from a place of strength. You become a channel. Immediately the light speaks through you. So it's not about lies, no lies, it's truth. What's the truth? If you're thinking about it, it means you're already not a channel. It comes, and how do you know you're channeling? You don't feel attached to what you're saying. It comes almost like without free will. Those who have experienced it know, and those who have not experienced it will experience it. You, it, it, it when you're not attached to what you're saying, when you're not trying hard to control, convince, manipulate and it flows from your lips, this is being a channel. Is it ever okay to lie? So I don't want to get in the mud here, but 
The answer is yes. The answer is, <laughs> the answer is. And we're just going to end the show right now. Yeah. Uh, let me just say, I'll say it and let's end the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it and then we'll end the show. Um, we have this debate about supply and demand of wisdom all the time, me and Elisha. Elisha and I. I don't even know what the right grammar Girl, is. Just take it all down. Right. Wait, what are we just saying? Is it ever okay, okay to lie? Let's put it this way. Sometimes you're put in a situation where the the, the lying creates more peace and togetherness and less drama okay so in that case you would say well it's okay to lie right i'm not gonna someone asked me how how they look in something the answer isn't always does this make me look fat yeah you you look very fat (laughs) that's not that's not always what i do it on purpose i wear the horizontal stripes on purpose yeah i mean to test to test just to see so but the real question you need to ask yourself is what what do you need to do to not even be put in a situation where you're forced to lie. This is the greater secret. Because if you're finding yourself in predicaments that are bad, whatever you do, it's not just you have bad luck and, and you're a victim of, of life. There's something else that's happening, either in your consciousness, your belief systems, your soul, that is causing you to constantly be put in situations no matter what you do, it's bad. That's really the spiritual lesson. So yes, if you're already in the situation where sometimes you have to say something that is exaggerated, not truthful, in, in order not to achieve something selfish, it's more about the people around you, then okay. But you should also think about why, am I, why was I put in such a situation? What am I doing or not doing it is forcing me to be in such a situation. Can I give you a real real life example? And then we got it ended. Okay. I also want to read something that Karen oh, said and then Oh, and then, oh, oh, oh here just piling it on. No. <laughs> so in my family, we believe in the tooth fairy. Mm. Okay. Uh, I have adult children who are well aware that the tooth fairy doesn't exist, and I have uh, small children who firmly believe in the generosity of the tooth fairy. So my now 11-year-old lost a tooth a number of months ago, and he caught the tooth fairy Mm red-handed. Now, obviously, I I couldn't lie at that point, right? He he had eyes on me. I was literally caught with my hand under his pillow. And he said to me, why do we do the tooth fairy? Why, why, like, why don't we just tell the girls and get it over with and just give us money when we lose teeth? <laughs> the practical child that he is. And I said, you know what? We could do that. But think about how much fun and excitement you had all these years waiting for, excited to lose a tooth, waiting for the tooth fairy, celebrating it, thinking about what you want to spend your money. Like, imagine taking that away from them. She's like, He's like, but we're lying to them. You're lying to us. <laughs> And I said to him, you know, there's, there's believing in things that aren't real and lying. And they're two different things. And we talked about Santa Claus. We talked about, um, we talked about a few other examples. But the reason I'm using that as, as a tangible, physical example, real-life example, is because I could have lied to him in that moment just to perpetuate the, the scandal, just to, just to perpetuate the facade. And instead, I chose to tell him the truth and bring him into 
the white lie that creates a little magic in our home. Mm. And I think he I think he got it. I think he got the idea that part of what is great about being a kid is not knowing everything and it's okay not to know the the behind the scenes about every little thing and how we talked about magic, right? The sleight of hand and how sometimes there's a magician that will show you how to do the trick, but you really enjoy it better before you know the, the, how to do it. And and recognizing, and that's why the, what Karen wrote about this idea a few years ago, really, I think it's one, three sentences. It's not a long one, but I really want to share it with you guys because it really is about... You know, if well, let, let's let's read Karen's thing and we'll end. We'll we'll put a put a pin in it. Honesty is a quality of the light. If we want to be the light in a relationship, we need to be ourselves. I'm not saying concealment isn't appropriate at times. We spoke about that earlier today, but hiding things out of fear and insecurity is never a good idea. Of course, honesty requires courage. When we hesitate to tell the truth. It's often because we are afraid of the consequences. We didn't even talk about that. That's a lot of what I think a lot of what a lot of dishonesty is motivated by fear of being found out and consequences and whatnot. Karen continues, and sometimes we may be afraid for good reasons, but even if the initial reaction to our honesty is messy, it is sometimes better to let the chips fall where they may. That way we allow room for something more solid and authentic to take hold. And that was what I, what I said before about the idea of, you know, if you're going to come out the gate false, falsely making, making things up, you're building whatever relationship or whatever future you're trying to build on scaffolding instead of a, a really solid foundation. So that's why this week we want to take that opportunity to look at what is happening with us. Don't look outside of you. Look inside of you and take that stock of I'm not being upfront about this. I'm not being transparent about that, mostly with yourself, but then you'll be able to see externally how that dishonesty is being projected. And again, there may be places where not, not, not showing all your cards is okay, but bear in mind that that's not a way to live one's life. And eventually the cards will all fall because you'll probably forget who you're telling what to and what the story was in the first place. And even, you know, okay, I'll tell one more really quick story. No, actually I won't. I'll save it for another episode in the spirit of David leaving everybody wanting more. Um, I wish everybody a fabulously honest and powerful week of integrity and clarity. And again, this is, this is the, the, one of the weeks of the year that our souls are their loudest. That's really why we wanted to have this conversation because if you are ready for it, you will be able to tune in and hear so much more clearly what your soul desires and what your soul is guiding you towards. The weekly energy boost is available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, uh, Instagram, we are, you can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you are listening to the podcast, we ask you to take a second and rate or rate and review and also share what you heard today. You never know where it's going to land. And that's kind of one of the exciting things about this work. Next week, we are going to be talking about growth and expansion. It's another really exciting week. I look forward to seeing you there. Have a fabulous one. And we'll see you next time on the Weekly Energy Boost. Thank you.